Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers, uh, in the second night of a back-to-back, competed with Miami in the first half, got their butts kicked in the third, tried the fake comeback thing in the fourth, but as it was a fake comeback, it fell well short. So, I don't know what else to say. I spoke on the last lowdown um, earlier in the week that it felt like the Lakers were starting to lose their grip on the rope on this season and that some of the ways that that would sometimes show up, right, and how it has shown up so far this year has been, you know, the defense really sliding and sliding beyond what you would anticipate it. You know, sliding, when you lose AD, obviously the defense is going to get way worse, but having it fall this far off of a cliff, um, I think points to something else potentially going on. The other one that I pointed to before was was shot selection, and I used Russell Westbrook as a selection, um, and I, I think you could point to a few players in, in that regard. Um, and then finally, tonight, or last night, uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, Miami forced the Lakers to turn the ball over 26 times, and uh, look, I, we can say that Miami forced that many turnovers, but some of them were just of the the stupid variety. Coming out of a timeout, not being able to get the ball in bounds. Um, really early in the third quarter, they started the, the the game with I think two or three turnovers right off the bat. One of which was a pass to the wing that was out like there was no contest on it. They just threw it out of bounds and. Um, yeah, I, I think when you have a team whose front office has given up on them, uh, this is kind of how that trickles down into the day-to-day operations with the team. And and the other part of this, too, I'm not saying that Darvin Ham has given up on this season. Um, he's a rookie head coach. I don't think he can give up on this season that quickly. But... Uh, the fact that he just refuses to try new things, it would, again, I don't think he's given up on the year, but when you keep bashing your head up against the wall and there's no real adjustment and the only adjustment that you ever get is him just kind of picking names out of hat and then saying after a game that he was throwing shit up against the wall and hoping something sticks, like that's not adjustment, that's not direction, that's not leadership, that's just falling victim to the same quicksand that you're hope you you were trying to steer the team out of. Um they keep on doing this whole multi guard who can't shoot lineup, multi point guard who can't shoot lineup. And I understand be, because that's where most of the talent lies on this roster is, is with tiny little people that that's what you're going to focus on. But at the same time, this is basketball and size really matters. And, you know, just try it. Try something different that has a chance at working, not try something different and have that different thing being going smaller. Like, this is just, I, I want to believe in Ham. I was rooting for him, obviously, because he's a Lakers coach, but also because he seems like a decent human being. Uh, that said, I think he's part of the problem. Like not even, not even in the same way that I think last year, Frank Vogel 
wasn't necessarily the solution. Um, no, I, I think I think Darvin Ham to this point is actually hurting the Lakers with some of his his decisions. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. really had it going last night in the game, and then he kind of vanished from a little while and didn't return back until after the fake comeback had come had fallen well short and the Lakers were outside of that range where they can actually come back in the game. It's just, I don't, I don't understand how a former wing, by the way, Darvin Ham's a, a wing can rely this heavily on guards, especially when you have LeBron James on your team. You have LeBron. He's the creative. He's your creativity. You want a secondary ball handler outside of that? Fine. But you don't need two other fucking guards out there like this is this is just i don't know it's maddening it's frustrating and you know i i wrote for silver screen and i'm going to read it here in a bit about you know nobody really being interested in fixing this problem i think ham falls into that category as well his coaching has been pretty uninspiring at times at best and and outright like bad and uh, detracting from your chances of winning at worst. How much longer will LeBron James be okay with the Lakers prioritizing their future without him? LeBron James is running out of time. He's clearly still capable of incredible basketball, but he's also been on the injury reports more often than not the last couple of years and hasn't really figured into the title picture for now three straight seasons. He's never been particularly patient, but as this final chapter of his prime slips away, He's shown more resignation than urgency. It's now fair to wonder why and for how long he'll maintain that approach. When James originally signed with the Lakers, he legitimized an organization in flux. Months prior, Jeannie Buss had just wrestled control from her brother, Jim. Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka still hadn't worked a full year in their positions and had no prior experience running a franchise. James arriving slapped some duct tape over some foundational issues and the hope was they'd get resolved as everyone grows in their roles. Johnson has since stepped away to focus on tweeting. Jeannie has relied even more exclusively on friends and family. Polinka has launched one of the more pointless yet effective shadow tank campaigns in recent memory, and the Lakers have gone from winning a championship only a few seasons ago to one of the league's most consistently inept organizations. Now, with yet another season slipping away, and James so aware of his chances at even making the playoffs slipping with it that he's deleting tweets about the postseason— there still doesn't seem to be any real urgency from anyone. It's maddening. Frankly, it appears everyone is okay riding out this season until they can all break from each other. The soonest a break can happen is this summer because of the extension James signed, and no one seems to think he'll push that hard for a trade, but no one appears that all that confident in the Lakers-James relationship continuing, and if it does, it doesn't appear to have anything to do with basketball. If I had to isolate and explain why everything has gone wrong with the Lakers, I'd start with that. No one involved seems very focused on basketball. Palinka and everyone else in Buss's infamous inner circle, through their inaction, appear focused on self-preservation above all else. James seems focused on amassing as much wealth as he can, with the Lakers helping make that happen so he can buy a franchise once his career is over. But with no one prioritizing fixing what's ailed the Lakers, the Lakers will continue to ail. So we'll go through yet another sad, disappointing season and watch a product everyone responsible for it knows is subpar. Lakers' exceptionalism at this point is defined by exceptional ineptitude and no one getting held accountable for it because, I guess, because they know what it means to be a Laker? 
I'm sorry, I keep recording the same podcast over and over again. I keep writing the same column over and over again. I keep finding new exciting ways to define what ails this franchise. And I guess I'm going to have to keep on doing that for 47 more games. Um, I, I don't know, man. This is depressing. Like, covering this team is actually hurting my, my mental health. Uh, because it's maddening to see this thing that I and so many people care about in very unique and deep ways. Um, it, it just, it's, it's rotten at its core. And until that rot is cut out, or at the very least addressed, then I'm just going to keep on saying the same shit, man. And <laughs> I'm bummed. I want to talk about basketball. I want to talk about, you know, this this really cool thing that at its height can be really cool. But at its worst, and this is it at its worst, I think this, frankly, is worse than it ever got under Jim. Um under Jim, yeah, they had seasons where they won 17 games or whatever. But they won those 17 games or or more importantly, lost those 65 games with a direction, with a goal in mind. Right now, I don't know what the goal is. Right now, the goal is, well, maybe if we sneak another ex- uh, extension by Lakers fans, they won't get angry next time. Like this is just this is just nepotism and cronyism and ineptitude at its very worst and nobody is getting held accountable for it anytime soon so here we are we're just stuck we're just stuck in this fucking mess so enjoy it everybody have a drink but hey um i finished recording and lebron offered up the quote i think that sums all of this up so i'm just gonna let him say it Dennis Schroeder did an interview last week where he said he talked to you and, and you said you'd want to play seven more years till you're 45. Were <laughs> you feeling particularly springy that day? Is that an aspirational number? Um, I don't. I don't have a number. Um, I know I. Uh, as long as my mind stays in it, um, I, I can play at this level for for a minute. Um, now, you know, it's up to my mind. It's not my body. It's going to be okay because if my mind into it, my, my, I would make sure my body's taken care of and I'll continue to put in the work. Um, so um, I'm, a, I'm a winner and I want to win. And, um, you know, I want to win and, and give myself a chance to, to, to win and still compete for championships. Um, that has always been my... My passion has always been my goal since I entered the league at an 18-year-old kid out of Akron, Ohio. And I know it takes steps to get there. But once you get there and you know how to get there, um, playing basketball at this level just to be playing basketball is not, not in my DNA. It's not in my DNA um, anymore. So, you know, We'll see what happens and see how, how fresh my mind stays over the, over the next couple of years. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you check out the conversation I had with Kyle Goon earlier yesterday. Um, and make sure you check out the conversation that Raj and Donnie had about last night's game after it. And then uh, later tonight, um, as we get ready for yet another uh, holiday weekend, I, and so far it looks like, 
Aaron and Harrison are going to be getting together to uh, discuss the state of the Lakers as we head into another long weekend. Um, we're going to be doing that live everywhere that you find Silver Skin and Roll on social. So you're going to want to check that, that out when it goes down. Until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.